and some of the stuff that you do, you know, try to get creative with cooking when you're a truck driver and you've been out there on the road and doing some things. So I used to put some food and some oil and put it down on a manifold and cook. You could put some meats in there or something. And uh, that kind of reminds me of uh, inmates actually cooking on the, uh, the heater inside their stoves. Really? Like, yeah. And put jailhouse wine and <laughs> cooking food there. Anyways, let's get into this podcast. Yeah, that's a podcast. We're going to talk about some cooking it up. Welcome to the Downtown Corpus Christi downtown. on the Cheap Thought Podcast, episode 26. Beautiful downtown. Yes. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back, Brent. Yeah, thank you. I like doing it's like this deja show. Vu. I like doing this show. It's going to be a fun one. I like uh, cooking. I was talking about cooking yesterday with a friend while I was at lunch, and they were like, man, let's get together and do some cooking. Mm-hmm. All kinds of cooking. He was telling me how he did uh, ribs. He boiled them. Yeah. And then, like, just get them soft and then put put them on a grill or something. We'll do that. I recommend sous-vé it instead of boiling, but, you know. Sous-vé, what is that? That's where you put it in the plastic lining and oh. airtight, oh. and then you put it in the water at a set temperature for a set period of time, and then it gets it. It'll cook it to that internal temperature, and once you get it there, then you can pull it out and then dress it up, fire grill it, or just uh, get that sear the, the sear on top of it. That sounds. He was telling me about a homemade sauce that he uses these different. Mm. Uh, fruits, but he buys a barbecue sauce, whatever barbecue sauce you use, baby rays or whatever, even just the craft or the grocery store brand. Because when you add whatever these other juices, the fruits, the juices, you're going, it's going to change quite a bit. And I always do that. I always add to the barbecue sauce. I'll put a seasoning in there, or, you know, mix a little steak sauce in there, put some mustard in there, put the vinegar in there if you want a little tang or something. But yeah, just depending on what I'm, I'm thinking about. I used to like getting the uh, Jack Daniels barbecue sauce from Walmart, mm-hmm. and then get the Jack Daniels whiskey and pour it in, flavor, mm-hmm. mix it up, and put it on there, base it on it while you're grilling. They have that Dr Pepper flavor. So a lot of times you go to a place where they sell wings or something, and they'll have a Dr Pepper chili uh, or Dr Pepper habanero or something. I'm not. No, no, no. Good. Now, uh, one thing I do for uh, Christmas, I don't know if we've talked about this previously on the podcast, but uh, I like making the beef Wellington pork. So what that is, beef tenderloin. And a beef tenderloin is where they get the filet mignons. Yeah. They cut it out. I get that, and then I typically follow Gordon Ramsay's version of the beef Wellington. There's a few steps and procedures to, to prepare, and then at the end, you go ahead and you put a puff paste and uh, it's always a win. It always is. Uh, on our last episode, I was talking about the black bean bean dip. You're going to hear me talking about this a whole lot, Ben. You're probably going to probably going to drive me crazy, but you're the Until one. Until I try it. Well, you're the one that kind of recommended. Uh, ben told me when his wife does uh, refries things, she y'all use black beans, right? I don't have a blender, so I had like a mashed potato masher when that I was works. making. Anyway, um, and for our vegan and vegetarian listeners, hey, this is a great thing to do. But uh, yesterday when I was at lunch and I was talking about this black bean spread or whatever, you can just have the black beans themselves, but you mash them, you, you put a little oil in the pan, and you, you kind of fry them up. You, you, they're soft, you know, and you can get whatever texture you want depending on what you're 
you know, how much juice. I'd add a little bit of uh, the um, pickled vinegar from jalapeno, pickled jalapeno peppers. And I'd put the, just the vinegar in there. The sauce, you could cut up some peppers, throw in there, uh, depending on what temperature you would want that as far as spices. But it was so good because what would I do? I would take, uh, and I kept telling my friend this, I would take a whole corn tortilla and you would fry that like you're making a corn chip. And I kept calling it a chalupa, a chalupa. And I kept saying chalupa. And he said, what's that? Because he's from California. Said, There's another term for that. And uh, so there is, they call it a tostada. So uh, tostada was that, but you put that black, uh, you know, bean on there. Quite a bit different, a little different than the pinto beans, right? And uh, I do like the black beans, I think, a little better for that. Yeah, so, and then you put whatever you want, some of that crumbly cheese on there, uh, some, uh, which uh, we call queso fresco. Uh, I'm sure there's some vegan cheese if you wanted, or, or sour cream, and you can slice the uh, avocado up and throw on there, put some lettuce, chopped raw spinach is with my idea. I didn't grab that from the grocery store. I do keep lots of uh, themed spinach packages in the freezer, but um, I love spinach. And uh, that's good. You could put a little mix, romaine, lettuce, iceberg, any of that. All goes good on there with the cheese and whatever toppings you want to put. Your favorite uh, sauce or jalapenos, however you want to do it. But it makes for a very nice, tasty meal. And uh, one thing when uh, my wife makes the tostadas, I have some shredded and cut it up for the string and then lay it on top. You'd have everything that you just mentioned, but we'd also have uh, string beef on top of it. It would taste really light, really good. You could eat like 30 of them. It's so good. That's, oh yeah, I didn't mention that. I did uh, saute up uh, some chicken breast and chicken work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but that sounds good. Now, one thing I used to do when I was trying to cheat, <clears throat> doing stuff like that, what I would do is I'd get the rotisserie chicken from the store. Or even add on top has the rotisserie flavor, and then you didn't even have to cook. Oh, yeah. So that works as well. You do a lot with those birds. Mm-hmm. Birds work. Ben, you always tell me. Yes, you still haven't done this. Ben bought a home making pasta maker. <laughs> you still haven't used it yet? Still haven't used it. And then he tried, he tells a story about he tried. This pasta that someone made from scratch in their kitchen. He says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make my own pasta. 25 years. 25 years ago, and you still have the pasta maker? No, no. I didn't buy the pasta maker 25 years ago, but I had but that fresh true. pasta that was from scratch. And you still haven't ago. made this pasta yet. Still have. One of these days, I'm going to get we're it. Gonna, we're going to have a pasta pot. We're going to have a pasta pot. Mamma mia. Delicioso. Delicioso. Gonna be real. What are you gonna do? You're gonna make a homemade sauce? I've done that before. It's gonna be a Mario party. We're gonna have some mushrooms. And we're gonna go ahead and we'll get, get the sauce and the pasta, and we're gonna make it all together. I bought, I bought tons of about a bigger bag of those uh, Roma tomatoes mm-hmm. and uh, blend them all up. I'd like to blend it. I mean, you could leave. I don't like unless they're cooked. And uh, some people love them. Some people pepper the tomatoes. Some people eat them. I don't. I'm just. I mean, nasty thing to me, but really, yeah. I'll, I'll eat ketchup, I'll eat tomato soup, I'll eat uh, salsa, I'll eat marinara sauce, spaghetti sauce. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. Raw tomatoes? 
You've never, well, have you ever tried a refried green uh, tomato? Yeah, I don't like them. You don't, don't like that much. either? Don't care much for that, no. What but about I will make you sauce? Get a, you get that fruit, which is a, a tomato, and then you just slice it and then you add some salt to it and just eat the, the, mm, the no. tomato with salt. No, I don't eat do a raw it. tomato with it's salt. It's terrible. No. Some what about those little cherry tomatoes? No. Can you pop those? If I, I've, I've been into those, like had them in a salad. Uh-huh. I don't know who has those. Some places have those. And they'll have those in the salad. They'll sneak down in there in the hole with under the lettuce and eat that. It's like a cherry, it's like a flavor bomb. You just you bite it's into a it. Disgusting and it flavor bomb. It's terrible. Yeah. But anyway, it's not for everybody. It takes hours to cook, uh, make your own sauce to make that from scratch because you want to get. I make it to taste. So I don't know what to add, but I know what it needs, and so I just add until I get the flavor that I want. You're gonna use some garlic. You're gonna use some rosemary, some uh, some Italian seasonings. Yeah, all the Italian seasonings that you can think of, and I'll throw it all in there. You know, you want to put onion in there. You can put the mushroom, like I said. Um, so many things. You can put some beef bouillon in there. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know when I do, I cheat every time. TikTok or I go on YouTube or both, <coughs> and then I'll look up different people making uh, marinara sauces or the Italian uh, sauces. And I'll go off of those and I'll make them and I'll kind of, if I watch a few of them and I like a little here, a little there, I'll merge them together and I'll make my own thing. Yeah. The problem is I don't write it down afterwards. And so trying to get that exact same flavor the next time is a little difficult. Tastes good. You know, Mama me, it's very good. I keep telling you I want to cook uh, jalapeno cheese cornbread. Mm. And uh, I have all the stuff in the house. I may do that today. And I make that. And in an, a big iron skillet, mm-hmm. and I've learned if you're doing this, you take a little bit of oil, you can mix it in. You can mix a like I use canola oil, but you can put a little slice of butter in there. It'll give that oil a flavor. Get the oven to the temperature you're going to cook at about 400 uh, degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know. Or 425 degrees. Yeah. World Worldwide Show. I need to know the Celsius. Right. I can look that up. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, no, they can look it up the comparison. What, what, what you? <laughs> so you put that pan in the oven uh, and heat up the oil in that pan. It spreads it out through the pan. Make sure that pan is well. Then, as you're, you're you get your your uh, corn, your batter mix, you know, or your bread mix. Oh, it's not bad. Okay, corn bread. Mm-hmm. But how do you mix it up? You can do it straight, like the directions on the package, or you, you know. Like I say, you can cut up some jalapenos, throw in there. You can put some cheese in there, uh, put some butter on top, a, a little bit of butter in here and there. Butter's awesome. Never go wrong with butter. Yeah. So um, I was sauteing some pork chops in cornbread. Uh, cornbread. But anyway, yeah. So so when you pour the mix into the hot oil that's in the pan, a little bit. It's just a little bit. Just enough to coat the pan, and you'll see it sitting on the surface of the pan. That fries the outer edge of that that meal, yeah, it's gonna and so it gives you a crust on the outside, keeping the rest of the inside. And then when you take that out, when it's done, you can flip that over. Sometimes it sticks, sometimes it don't. But if it doesn't stick, my grandma did it where I mean, it stuck. It was just perfect. And you slice. You know, use some triangles of that cornbread with some butter on it. Oh man, man, man! Throw that in with some, with some uh, 
some type of greens. And, uh, I, I learned how to do a lot of cooking in the kitchen with my grandmother. That some of the things I did not want to learn to cook because I didn't like being in the house when she like fried cabbage. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> it tastes good. I can eat it now. I wouldn't eat it then, but it it tastes good. I mean, but man, that stuff make a house stink. And that's a point I want to bring up is you got to remember just because you grew up not liking certain foods, now that you're older, your taste buds changed. Yeah, and so. Reintroduce yourself to it. Don't be biased. Like, oh, I didn't like it back then. It could have been the way it was prepared or cooked or whatever. But you'd be surprised how many things you go back to that you actually now enjoy that back in the day you did not like at all. Yeah. And if you haven't figured that out yet, I'm guarantee you, almost everybody out there, their taste buds just change. And sometimes their allergies change. I didn't like greens, like collard greens or whatever. They would mix up uh, mustard greens with uh, turnip greens because one of those is really strong for the taste. But if you mix them together, it kind of tones it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'll eat all that stuff now, man. It's good. I like onions more. Yeah. And uh, someone told me the other day they didn't like spinach, and I love spinach. But they didn't. They like raw spinach. They didn't like cooked spinach, steamed spinach. But um, I like it, and I put a little bit of that crappy pepper sauce on there sometimes, and that. That goes good on just about any vegetable. And that reminds me of, like, uh, I like making asparagus, roasting it. And I also like roasting uh, Brussels sprouts. And I know a lot of people Ooh, don't yeah. like Brussels sprouts. Like a little head of cabbage? Yeah, like a little head of cabbage. I like cleaning them up and then uh, coating them with the uh, avocado oil and then seasoning them with the salt, pepper. I throw a chop up some onions and garlic and throw that in there. Good. I'm bad. When I was young, I was a fly cook in a restaurant in Dallas, and I love the fly food. Man, it was just everything fly tastes so good, you know. And uh, but um, what you were saying about seasoning those uh, Brussels sprouts, yeah. Um, someone was telling me they did this too. A guy I worked with, but you could chop up potatoes and just for a healthier, healthier way to eat potatoes. I like them fried, and I think most people like French fries. Um, but you can take like a Lipton onion soup mix mm -hmm. package and uh, you can like uh, cut your potatoes up whether you peel them or not whatever but cut them up and then brush them with some olive oil and then sprinkle that Lipton uh, tea package on there and put them in the oven so you're baking them a little healthier and then you use olive oil and it's nice some people also put the ranch uh, uh, seasoning on it it's, it's not the dressing, it's the seasoning that's of the ranch. So it's the dry seasoning. So some people like doing that too. I don't like it. I get, I get fried mushrooms when I go to the open mic sometimes when they only bring ranches. Sometimes they bring it out and it's in a little cup mm -hmm. and they'll spill it on like two or three of the mushrooms. No. no. So last time they had this uh, honey chipotle dip. She was telling me dips the lady that took my order and I said, I got this honey chipotle. That was pretty good. Fried mushroom. They have another honey mustard. All those other flavors <clears throat> are much better than ranch. Don't get me wrong. I grew up on ranch. I love ranch. I don't. But I try to avoid it if possible because I already know it's a go-to. So I much prefer blue cheese dressing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love uh, the dip, especially the crumbled blue cheese. If I'm doing hot wings, it's, it's definitely blue cheese all day. All day long. All day. That's the way it was meant to be. And when, when they... Buffalo wings were started as a big uh, thing in Buffalo, New York, I guess. You know, because, you know, if most people know Buffalo, 
don't grow wings. But um, I'm glad they don't. That anyway, it was served with blue cheese because it's a more it was a more common dressing. Mm -hmm. And in in uh, a lot of places you go, they have wings. They don't have blue cheese like we have ranch. Like I don't own ranch. It's only blue cheese. They're, they're like, who likes blue cheese? And I'm like, me. <laughs> yeah. And you get blue cheese. That's I'm, the way it's supposed to be. I'm not a fan of like, oh, yeah, I want some that's got like blue in it. It's not the crumbled blue. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's all. Oh, that's that, that's when they've done right. That's when you know you need to go back there again. Yeah. So and that's another thing is like uh, if you go to restaurants. And they don't have your blue cheese. That's just a sign that you need to do it at home. You can easily make your own wings at home. Make it really nice and tasty. Oh, I made some. Oh. And you can make your own wing sauce. You can make your own blue cheese dressing. And you could do it 100 times better. It's going to be healthier just because you made it yourself. I can give you an idea if you're listening to the show about how to make one of the best buffalo wing sauces. And I'm talking about what you put those wings in. And how to do it? I learned it on my own at a restaurant. They allowed me to experiment. They we kept that in a in a crock pot on the side. Man, we're cooking it up. Cheap pot twenty twenty three at gmail.com is another episode of the cheap pot. If you want to hear about our truck driving meals, like what we used to cook and how we used to cook it when we were on the road, go ahead and reach out to us on the cheap thought uh, twenty twenty three at gmail.com. Yes, sir.